Then answers like he's turning on your lights and sirens after losing a drag race. Just poor sportsmanship. <laughs> Hi America, hello world. He reminded me, by the way, that the speed limit was 60, but I didn't understand he was speaking a mile a minute. Oh, wow. Do you know, when I was five, I got lost in London. I was in a department store. I got separated from my parents. It's a big place. There's lots of people. It's easily done. I was an naughty little child. I would run around and hide in all the clothes. I went up to a policeman and said, I've lost my dad. The policeman said, what's he like? And I said, he likes beer and women. 100% true. My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. Welcome to the show. More questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you. To bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you've just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you've just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week, we press our ear against the bedroom wall, whatever my mother was listening to before she went to bed, picks and pulls on her unconscious mind. Let's have a listen. Ring my bell, my bell. <laughs> ding a ling a ling So, snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights, and hold on tight. My mother's got a very eclectic taste in music every decade every genre incredible was that the mc hammer version or was that the earlier version you mean there's other versions oh, yeah. oh right right exactly it, it was the squeaky clean version oh. oh i see what you've done the rules are very simple <laughs> are there rules there are no rules this isn't vietnam no rules. <laughs> <laughs> points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror extra points are available for shock and or value to help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and effervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She's also our producer and sound engineer. 
Heather bought a non-stick pan this week with a sticker on it saying non-stick pan. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Heather. Hello. Remember, any pan is a no-stick pan if you know cooking it. There we go. <laughs> oh. Very surreal. Yeah. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Mora, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. When she was a kid, Michelle had an imaginary friend. But now, thanks to Facebook, she has hundreds of them. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. I make jokes, but only my imaginary friends laugh. That's Aww, true. True. There, there would be a good example, wouldn't it? <laughs> also, have with us tonight, Dr. Chad Peters, our resident psychologist. Chad's a brilliant man. It's just that sometimes he can't remember where he parked his car. Welcome to the show, Chad. <laughs> I was stopped by an attendant once. My mother used to work in a hospital. She was a biochemist and I was picking my mother up. And an attendant came along in a hospital car park and he said, you can't park here. It's badge holders only. And I looked him in the eye and said, but I do have a bad shoulder. He didn't oh laugh. My he never thought that was funny. <laughs> they're mad. They're bad. They're paranormal. It's season three, episode 46. So as convention dictates... We enter the first round in our wheelchair, covered in bandages, escaping from the hospital with an IV dragging along the floor behind us <laughs> and three screaming attendants. We have the gong of compound fracture, infinite knowledge with the bandages of statistics and the ointment of facts ready for the general lack of ignorance round. Now, we have lack a good friend. Ignorance? Lack of ignorance. You see how we're improving. <laughs> I'm putting positive intentions out there for 2019. This is the lack of ignorance round. So no one disappoint me. Intentions have been placed. Martin, our good friend and listener. Hello, Martin. We got a package. We did. Literally, we got it today. We opened the brown paper parcel from New York, expecting it to be ticking, expecting perhaps strange white powder, any numerous bizarre and wondrous things within that brown paper bag. We unwrapped Martin's giant gong of oh, infinite awesome. knowledge yes. we now have a gong you have a beautiful gong martin the size <laughs> of a manhole cover yes. it took three midgets to bring it into the studio yeah stand back as i take a run up for martin's gong of infinite knowledge Whoa. yes that's still ringing in my ears as we speak martin now has a gong named after him We'll have a ceremony. Yes, we shall call the gong Martin. That's very kind of you, Martin. We really appreciate that. On this very day in 1838, imagine you've got a time machine. You've gone back to 1838, the beginning of Queen Victoria's reign. The first ever telegraph message was sent in New Jersey by Samuel Morse using Morse code. Morris code. Morris code. Yeah. She's over there practicing Morris code. So for the first time. Can you hear me now? In the history of <laughs> that, NQ. That's what it said. TA Radio. I cannot believe that strange, bizarre, and fascinating facts about Morris Code. Mm. While at university in Yale, he supported himself by doing what? This is Samuel Morse, of course. Very famous. Dancing. For he supported himself, <laughs> Presbyterian, of course, 
Morse code. By doing the Morris dance. Oh, my. (laughs) And all the actions as well. It's a shame we don't have cameras in the studio. Look at the actions. Look at the movement. Beautiful. All you need is a handkerchief and a set of bells. Yeah, yeah, i got to shake my bells. (laughs) Samuel Morse supported himself through Yale University by dancing. What, working the pole back in the day. No, Morris dancing. Morris dancing. Yeah. Morse dancing it would probably be, wouldn't it, do you think? I will give you some points if you are correct. Okay. But don't, you know. Hold my breath. This is where we are. <laughs> yeah. Michelle, what is Samuel Morse do at university to fund himself through his studies? Singing telegrams. Singing telegrams. Oh, he was the first... Good. Kissing telegram. Yes. Samuel Morse would turn up with his bald head and beard in Victorian costume. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, dot, 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 yeah. dash, dash, dash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Then do the Morris dance. Chad, I'm due back on planet Earth at any minute, so help me out. What did Samuel Morse do at university at Yale to support himself through his studies? I'm going to say it was something pretty basic, like working in the lunchroom. I cannot give the points away. He was a painter. He really? sold paintings to support his oh. university studies. I painted a large blue rectangle in my backyard so people that see my house on Google Earth think I have a pool. I just thought I'd share that with you. I have aspirations (laughs) of painting blue rectangles in my backyard. I cannot give the points away. His first long-distance message was between Baltimore and Washington in 1844. To win your points tonight, you just need to tell me what that message is was i already told you uh-huh so you're almost psychic you're giving almost. me the answer to the preceding question that's right and your answer is can you hear me now can you hear me now <laughs> his best friend was called trevor now not many people know that yeah. wow mr now yeah i made that up it's i know trevor. I to back that up i know can you hear me now yeah, you're happy with that. Lines. Something yeah. like that yeah i will take that loose answer i'm feeling philanthropic i'm feeling very giving I liked your Morris dancing that you did earlier that mm-hmm. no one could see. No one could <laughs> see. When cameras are in this studio, they will see you dancing around. I'm going to yes. point them away from me. Nice. <laughs> Michelle, what was the first ever message sent by Morris Code? The swift brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. Nice. A bit wow, of poetry. Wow, that's an awful lot of periods and dashing. <laughs> it is. That's a lot of dashing. Yeah, and two hours later, their message came through. <gasps> Done. And relax. I'm going to say it was only two words. They couldn't do the question mark at the end, but the two words were still shut down? Still <laughs> shut down. That's I crossed. words, isn't it? That's what? Shut down is one word. Nah, it's three You're going to argue over hyphens, are we? <laughs> Don't take no notice of Heather. She gets nothing right. I'm happy to take that, Chad. Take no notice what of what... Nothing, nothing that right. comes out of Morrissey's mouth. No, don't. please don't Ooh, dance so anymore. Sexy. Oh. Let me Let me just, for the benefit of our <laughs> listeners, this week, Morris says to me, when I was a kid, I really wanted to do that flamingo dancing. And I said, what's flamingo dancing? When you put one leg up. That's right. She said, well, that's what all the Spanish dancers do. I said, what, flamingo dancing, where you've got one leg in the air and you're pink? Yeah, I wanted to do that. I said, I think you'll find, and I'm happy to stand corrected in these orthopedic shoes, I think that's flamenco. We argued for an hour. She wouldn't believe me. We had to look it up on the internet. Dream squisher. How are you with that flamingo dancing over there? Doing a good job. Wonderful ace. Mm-hmm. Dream I crossed a parrot and a woodpecker and got a bird that talks in Morse code. 
Nice. I love nice. this show. None of you got it right. If you would have even uh, said something religious or given me one or two things, I was happy to be fast and loose with the rules. But the first ever message was, what hath God wrought? Yeah, that's very dark, isn't it? And very strong. Yeah. I said he was a religious man, didn't he? Mm. I will give everyone right now 10 points for every single answer you spit out in the next minute. Worst first ever messages in the history of mankind given over Morse code. Now, I'll start you off. I'll have the meat feast with the pineapple, please. There we go. What? Are God. you single? First ever messages just, just sent over Morse code. God. The worst ones. What? What? <laughs> How? That won't fit up there. I'm out of toilet paper. <laughs> the test results came back. It wasn't a rash, it was lipstick. Your mom's hot. <laughs> what are you wearing? This smells funny. Can I reverse the charges? Does this look infected? Your dinner's ready. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> dot, dot, dash, 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 dot, dot. LOL. Happy times. I lost track of the scores. Everyone's got 50. Yeah. Can't complain with that, can you? Happy days. <laughs> On this day in 2008, New Zealander Sir Edmund Hillary, who sadly Ooh. passed away, he died on this very day. Hmm. He was the first person to do what in 1953? Sir Edmund Hillary from New Zealand, first person to do what? Climb Mount Everest. Excellent. Yes. Damn you, Chad. It's ah, not your turn. I was say there that. are no turns. I just wanted you to shout it out. Chad's on a rather oh, impressive climb in the North climb Face. Mount Everest. 60. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, it was a good year for the British Empire. In the 1950s, Britain was great. We held the land speed record, the sea record. We climbed Everest. There was a coronation. We still had a Commonwealth. Everything was going well for Britain. And then the 60s came along and ruined everything. Oh. Ruined. How long for the British Empire? Those were the days. Are you guys blaming the Beatles or like? Oh yeah, rock and roll. Uh, Well, the Suez Crisis was one of the things. The Perfumo Affair. There was quite a few things that came along and whittled all over our strawberries, as people say. If you're looking at the history of Britain. (laughs) But yes, we were doing great until about 1958, and everything went wrong. And I could list a lot of those things for you. So, for the first time in the history of MQTA, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange, and fascinating facts about Mount. Everest. Oh. Yeah. In 2005, a Nepalese couple were the first to do what at the summit of Mount Everest? Have sweet, sweet loving. Sweet, <laughs> sweet loving, because it's not cold. Nippy. It hasn't taken you five days of hard they toil. They froze together, but mm. whatever. You know you have to use oxygen up there, because it's one third of the air pressure. You have to, uh, there's no oxygen. to. So you're saying no, you're sure, they were the first couple in 2005 to practice the physical arts on the summit, he planted a flag. Yes. The <laughs> Nepalese flag. Yes. And they did the business. Uh, yes. Can you imagine? You'd have to call the baby Everest, wouldn't you? Yeah. Michelle, this Nepalese couple were the first to do what at the top of Mount Everest in 2005? Get married. You are saying get married. Chad, is there anything you want to offer? I'm going with that too. You are 100% correct. They were the first to get married. Imagine all the wedding invites. And having to drag a toaster <laughs> up Mount Everest. <laughs> you know, I felt sorry for the couple that bought them the crystal glass goblets. Yeah, set of dishes. <laughs> Chad is getting a rather snowy and a rather blustery two points. He's now up to 62. Michelle, you're on 52 with your crampons and your ice axes. Nice. All very, very impressive. 
what is the average speed of the wind on Mount Everest? I'll take it to the nearest mile an 53. hour. 53. You are saying the average wind speed, bearing in mind they're doing the business, so you reckon up there, they didn't constipate the marriage, even though he had congreal rights. They weren't up there <laughs> doing the business. They just got married. We don't know that. Yeah. Well, we've got no facts to back that up. But that doesn't stop this show in any way, shape or form, does it? The average wind speed. 53. Doing the business 53. up on the top of Mount Everest is yeah. 53. You sure you don't want to change that and go a mile an hour either side of that? Nope. You're going to stick on 53, are yeah. you? Michelle, what's the average wind speed on the top of Mount Everest? 20. You are 20 miles an hour? Yeah. Chad, what's the average wind speed? Oh, no, it's 60 plus. You are 100% correct, oh. but you're still a long way short. It's 200 miles no an hour. No. Absolutely. Hang on tight. You have to anchor yourself down. Yes, you do. Yeah. That's very perceptive of you, Miss Morris. <laughs> you should I'd hang like... glide off of that thing. Really? It'd take you five <laughs> days to get down. <laughs> You'd Word still be it. making your way, wouldn't you? <laughs> hang gliding. You'd have to take the hang glider up Mount Everest. Yes. That's why you hired the Sherpas. Oh. Someone go. could drop it off. <laughs> like on a helicopter. Yeah. Yeah, you take a heli I'm not sure helicopters operate at that altitude. In that wind speed. Well, Let's find out. For a combustion engine, you need oxygen, don't you? Don't so know. at that height, a lack of oxygen would stop a combustion engine from working. I've driven a motorbike around the Swiss Alps, and every time I stopped, the engine would stall because idling a motorbike doesn't get enough oxygen. Mm. You have to be driving to force the air through the Carburetta. Yeah, Why you, do you might always have gotta... to adjust the carburetor and use a different one. Why the things we cover on this show, you leave this show with more than you arrive with. You always right. muddy it with facts. Oh, wow, who knew that on this show? Muddying stuff with facts. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to make a joke about the wind, but it blows. Oh. <laughs> oh, just like that. I love this show. Also dying on this very day was Gal Borden. At 72 in 1874, the inventor of the sweet-tasting liquid that is <gasps> Miss Morris. What was it? You're not even paying attention, are you? <laughs> what? Eh? Who? Can't hear I'm you. I'm sorry, am I here. taking you away from your drinking time? I'm <gasps> <And> solitaire. <sighs> you're playing solitaire, are you? My guess is you're losing. Gal Borden, who is a gentleman, despite being called Gal. Where? From where? From America, okay. 1874, died at the age of 72, inventor of the sweet-tasting liquid, that is what? Sarsaparilla. Sarsaparilla. You're going with that, are you? Yeah. Michelle, help me out. Evaporated milk You're or the saying... condensed milk. Oh, it's Coca-Cola. It is condensed milk. I think no Michelle's way. been cheating. Wow. Do you know why what? it's condensed milk? Do you know what makes condensed milk? A condenser. A condenser. <sighs> why am I here? <laughs> It's evaporated. Yes, they're taking water out of it. It's a process that takes the water. I thought milk was fat globules suspended in water. So if you no. then remove the water, you've just got a lot of fat globules, haven't you? Is what's taking place. But I will give you points. You have a nice, two sweet tasting three points. You're now mm. up to 55. I'm feeling very Yum. generous. That was an excellent answer. Thank you. I'm glad you're right. paying attention. Little Not everyone bit. in this room is paying attention. Do you know almond milk is called almond milk? Because no one can say nut juice with a straight face. <laughs> I can. I can. I don't believe you. I want you to say it now with a straight oh, face. Nut juice. There's a smirk. <laughs> there's, there's a glint in the eye. Morris. You wiped your face yeah. a little bit. Go on. Nutty that juice. That was the nut juice. <laughs> Lovely. 
nutty. I thought when this show started five years ago, I'd have a serious paranormal. You made me do it. Talk radio show. I'm going to get you to say filthy a bit later on as well for all of our listeners and our boys and girls listening at home. That was then. But this is now as we enter our favorite part of the show. It's the (gasps) mailbag. We love the mailbag. If you wish to write to me, you can do so. Most people write to me on Facebook. If you go to Facebook, more questions than answers with Adrian Lee, all of the jokes, all of the stories, the banter, the jokes, the hilarity, the fun, the camaraderie, the jokes, the jokes. Everything is there for you. Every squirrel related joke known to man is on that site. So you can write to me. I'd love to hear what you think of the show. Tell me what your favorite parts are. Tell me what your favorite jokes are. Tell me things you think we can improve upon. And if you're nice and polite and friendly, I will read those out. If you're mean to me, I'll send them straight to my mother. Lorraine posted, Friday is here. Friday is here. We get a new show because Friday is here. You're 100% correct, Lorraine. Today is Friday and you are listening. You can catch the show first on the Dark Matter Digital Network. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. All you have to do is tune into the Dark Matter Digital Network at 10 p.m. Central Time every Friday. Come rain or shine. Martin, who's provided the Martin Gong Martin. Hello, Martin. of Infinite oh. Knowledge. I'm going to bang it again just because it's a nice one. The right. Martin Gong. Oh. I didn't take a run up this time. Oh. It's very impressive, isn't it? Yes. I love it. The percussion instruments we're getting together in this room. Unbelievable. We'll Pretty soon the Tesla monkeys small... will be on stage. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes, this is a great show for giving out new names for bands. If you want a name for your band, stay tuned. Something will evolve and develop and come up during the course of this hour, a good friend in New York says, I'm on a long distance drive from Ohio to New York. I was able to re-listen to several episodes on Patreon so I could hear the Not For Your Mother segment. Yay. He says, number one, I learned a couple of things. When re-listening to the show, I do much better in the gong of infinite knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Martin gong. Right. I'm not surprised if you've already listened to it. I uh, get almost all of the questions correct, he says. Second time round, of course. Number two, the Not For Your Mother segment is the best place to go if you're looking for a new name for a band. There you go. And the Tesla Monkeys have already been mentioned, of course. It's there if you want to take it. That's a great name for a band. Maybe not. I might name our studio that. What, the Tesla Monkey Studio? Yeah. I like it. TM Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Studios. Martin, of course, was alluding to the fact he was listening on SoundCloud. All of our shows for the last five years are on SoundCloud. They're free to listen to. You can binge watch them if you're going from Ohio to New York. If you're opening a can of condensed milk and you're mm. having trouble. If you're looking to do a long distance message via Morse code, you can also listen to it at the same time as well. But if you go to SoundCloud.com, search for MQTA Radio. All of our shows are there. And if you're listening now, why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you appreciate what we do and we have lots of other platforms as well so if you don't listen on soundcloud there's itunes TuneIn, stitcher spotify gas tank potty mouth brussels snouts guinness <laughs> style itunes two tunes by tunes by planes stitcher snitcher sneezy doc dopey lustful envy and gluttony so if you come across any of those thank you alva for that collection thank you, you yes. can listen to us if you can't find us you've only got yourself to blame but everything there and everything's free now, Martin, of course, is one of our Patreon listeners. If you wish to he donate is. a single dollar to the show, you're more than welcome to do so. This show's free. It will always be free. But if you wish to donate a dollar, we do have studio costs. 
we have to pay for all of those platforms that we read out. Not all of them, because half of them I made up. <laughs> but most of the platforms we have to pay for, and we have many expenses. We, we get through a lot of paper in this studio, don't we? Yes, we do. Vast reams and reams. So if you want to donate a single dollar to the show, you do get a lot for your money. You get to listen to the show first. You get to listen to episodes that will never, ever be aired. And we are going to do some fun things for our Patreon uh, listeners over the next few weeks. We've got some goodies that we're going to post out to you. And we're going to do a special show. I think we're going to record this next week. We're going to do a special yeah. show. If you wish to ask us questions, anything at all about our experiences, about the studio, about ghost hunting, the paranormal, anything you would like to ask any of the members of MQTA, if you send me an email at adrianlee.author, because I'm an author, I write books, adrianlee.author at Yahoo, or you can send them to me on Facebook. We've had a lot of people already write down a list of things they want to know really yes mm. one person i think it was heater actually in new york <gasps> oh no wants to know what the layout of the studio is like where everyone is sat where everyone's oh. positioned what it looks like in here and we could take some photographs and i'll describe that so if you sign up to patreon you get a chance to listen to all of the questions we're going to answer next week and if you do have questions let me know and i shall put those down and we can go through a, an hour episode that's only going to be aired for our patreon listeners and we're just going to do a question and answer session. It's going to be double secret. Be, yeah, I got to be honest. I'm really looking forward yes, to doing that. Yes. That'll be a lot of fun. It will. Why are you here? Number one question. <laughs> Why are you here? Why you put me in the corner? Why have I put you in the corner so I don't yeah. have to deal with your shenanigans? <laughs> I was a school teacher for 15 years. Haven't you worked out that the gobbiest one who doesn't do any work sits in the corner? Gobbiest. When they see pictures of the studio, they will find out that I literally am in the corner. Well, mm-hmm. you've got the soundboard and the computer in front of you. I mean, you're sat I'm there a for hole. a reason. You're producing the show. Yeah, well. All I have to do is sit here and be funny. Okay, fair play. <laughs> I guess I dangled it out there, didn't I? I was only you ever going to get disappointment on the end of my hook. We do have a new Patreon listener, by the way. So, Don, we do. a big thank you to Don. Thank you, thank you very much. Patreon follower. So, you can ask us any questions. Just send me an email or send those to Facebook and we'll read those out for our special show. Jerry in Michigan has posted. Thank you to the members of MQTA and the listeners of MQTA. We are truly a family. The power of prayer is truly great. Now back to waiting for a Not For Your Mother update on SoundCloud. Then to next Friday's show. Jerry had some tests last week and was a little bit unwell. And we did some prayer requests. So we're very oh, pleased thank you, Jerry. that that had a positive outcome. And thank you for your comments. That makes us very happy. And we're all pleased and glad that you are in good health. And remember, mm-hmm. we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes. At the end of the show, at the top of the hour, we stay in the studio. This is another good reason to jump over to SoundCloud when you hear our German classical music outro. We stay in the studio and read out all the disgusting and filthy stories from around the world that we found during the course of the week looking for the paranormal that we can't read out on air. For fear of getting a hefty fine or being removed, it's the not for your mother round. Some people say it's their favourite part of the show. It's lashings of hot, sticky, condensed... Milk. <laughs> And no more needs to be said. Now, next, we have a Twitter account. You can go to Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. We have 100,000 followers on Twitter. And don't forget, I am an author. That is my day job. If you wish to buy yourself a book on history, hauntings, the paranormal, theology, anything to do with the psychic world, have a look at my books on Amazon or all good ebook shops. 
and normal physical bookshops, of course. Just search for Adrian Lee. I write The Mysterious Minnesota, Mysterious Midwest, How to Be a Christian Psychic, and much, much more. I did promise I'd read out a list of all the countries <gasps> oh. that were listening to MQTA last week. There's been a bit of a change. There's big surprises. There's always a, biz- really? always a bizarre, yes. strange kind of from left field, takes me by yes. surprise. USA, number one, of course. Yep. Always. Always number one, because it's a large country with a huge population of mm-hmm. 320 million, is it? Is it something like More. that? Yeah, Who right cares? Around about there. And we are broadcasting from the United States of Amoeba, of course. <laughs> number two, Sweden. <gasps> really? I know, right? The second oh, highest duck. ranking country. Yay, listening to MQTA last week was Sweden, was pushing the UK. Numbers. So number three, my mother can't be tuning in anymore. She's oh, asleep. Jenny. Snoring hits of the 1970s disco era as we speak. Yeah. Number four, you'll be pleased with this, Michelle, is the Netherlands. Ah, uh, oh, thank nice. you. Number five is Canada. Number six, Thailand. Number yeah. seven is Russia. I don't know how long wow. we'll have Russia with us. and uh, <laughs> I'm sure there'll be uh, some shenanigans taking place at some point when Donald Trump gets impeached. Number oh. eight. Oh, a little bit There's going to be letters satire. there. Satire. Satire. Yeah, it is. It's all satire. Satire's <laughs> been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. If you can't make fun of the Queen, the Pope, or the President, then there's nothing left in the world, is there? Mm-hmm. Number eight is Australia. Apparently, we're big yeah. down under. Yes. Number nine is Egypt. We're doing well in North Africa. Number <gasps> ten is the Philippines. Philippines! Philippines. And you know, we always get a couple of countries in the top 20. Yes. A little bit strange and a little bit bizarre. Mm. Let me throw at you El Salvador. <gasps> oh, I know, really? right? Central America, yeah. And Tunisia. Yep. Buttered up. Really? Wow. Next to uh, <laughs> Libya and Egypt up there and Morocco. Yeah, well, I've actually been to well Tunisia. I've been to Carthage. I've looked at all the Roman ruins. i tell you what amazed me about Tunisia, apart from the Kasbah and all the fabulous spices and the architecture. The thing that amazed me most about Tunisia was the fact that I was seeing Roman ruins and amphitheatres and tesserae exactly as I had seen it in Scotland. And I was just astounded being in North Africa and seeing the same architecture as I was seeing in Scotland, thinking how big the Roman Empire was. That's unbelievable, isn't it? And with a little bit of a background in Latin, because Britain still thinks it's a good idea to teach their kids dead languages, it was fun. Wherever you go, if you can speak Latin... You know, it doesn't matter where you're going, whether it be North Africa or Scotland, you can still read what that's being said on those stones hmm. in Times Roman. See what I did there? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Not the new stuff. So we've been listening to in Europe, America, Central America, Australasia, and Asia. This makes me very happy. Yes. Should we talk about the curse of Oak Island? <gasps> can we? <laughs> Every Tuesday, we are live. We do a live chat. Go to more questions and answers with Adrian Lee on Facebook. We do a live chat. Come and join us. We all watch around the world in all of those places, The Curse of Oak Island. And we comment on The Curse of Oak Island. And the comments and the banter is actually more interesting and more fun than The Curse of Oak Island. Yes. Was it not remarkable again this week when the man shouts out, on the curse of yep. Oak Island, there's more questions than answers. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it it's was great. Very yeah. existentialist, isn't it? It's very surreal. Now, let me tell people how this works. We all get on our little computers and actually watch the show on TV. We don't have a like Facebook watch group because I know there was some questions about oh. that. How do I join your, how do I watch it with you? Well, you turn on your TV and... And then open your computer. Chat away. Yes. There were so many hundreds of people chatting on there that I went to write a comment 
and 10 or 20 posts suddenly we've yes, passed. It's yeah. difficult to post mm-hmm. stuff because you're trying to catch up all the and time. And your computer tries, when, when they said more questions than answers, I couldn't get anything in because <laughs> no, there was 20 I, people. Yeah. Yes. I do it on my phone and it's yeah. hopeless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's madness, isn't it? I will recap the one hour episode from this week. <gasps> so they found oh, a yay. rusty nail and a crusty coin. So yep. let's cover that. One thing, they keep saying that when they're digging up the bay, they found a wooden construction that's U-shaped that goes out into the bay. It's a dock, isn't it? And then when they're finding the Roman numerals written (gasps) down, those are the dock spaces where people would park their boats, aren't they? They found a dock is what they've done. What's the number of dead? I can't remember what 1, 1,051 and 6 is and 500 in Roman numerals, and I'm livid. Okay, oh, stop. I thought that was funny. No. Uh-huh. Why am I here? <laughs> Someone out there got that joke and it was very funny. No one in here. I did. Yeah. Okay. Just you just didn't funny. think it was funny. Right. right. <laughs> Chad, rescue me with the interesting and fascinating random fact of tonight. Sivu play Dr. Peters. Oh, here we go. Germans are not Aryan. Aryans were a group of people who settled in Iran and northern India about 1500 BCE. You leave this show with more than you arrive with. That's got to be worth a dollar of anyone's money. We jump into the first <gasps> round. Michelle has scored 55. I'm on 50. Heather's on 50. Chad is our runaway leader at the moment. On 62, as we enter the round, that is ghosts and hauntings. And remember, we don't do orbs. Explorer visits abandoned hospital in the dead of the night. What he sees is terrifying. <gasps> In the video, the creepy hospital can be seen standing dormant rather than alive and awake, which is what you get from hospitals when they're running around and mm. not contained, mm-hmm. behind a large metal fence. Zooming in further, one of the rooms in the building seems to be dimly lit with an ominous white light. Suddenly, a shadow figure moves past the window, causing the person recording to put their phone away in horror. The shocking video was shot in the Canadian city of Edmonton, is said to be known as a hotspot for paranormal activity by locals and the abandoned hospital in question is said to be Charles Clamshell Hospital which has a dark history as a tuberculosis sanatorium before closing in 1996. I think I'm right in saying that if you're a hospital that specializes in tuberculosis you're a sanatorium. Yes. If you're a hospital that specializes in mental illnesses you're a sanitarium. Yes. Etymology. You leave this show with more than you arrive with. Unsurprisingly, the clip gained viral status after being posted on a Reddit thread, Ghosts and the Paranormal. And viewers are struggling to explain the strange figure spotted lurking inside the fenced-off building, which was reportedly recorded a few days ago. The ghost has the most cartoon-looking walk I have ever seen, wrote one person. Looks like someone with a backpack on, asked another baffled viewer. Abandoned hospitals, asylums and prisons are always incredibly creepy, a third person added. Others suggest the outline could be a homeless person looking for a place to stay. Last year, an urban explorer was shocked to find a Soviet nuclear bunker in an abandoned office building. He was shocked because he was in America at the time. Oh my! Imagine finding a Soviet nuclear bunker. I made that up. It wasn't in America. No, it was in the Soviet Union. Was it Soviet bunker or American bunk? You decide. (laughs) Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee, where you can see the mysterious shadow figure lurking at the hospital window for yourself. I should give myself two points for being a little bit scary. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? I'm going to Indiana. You're going to Indiana. 
Is I there am. an accent attached to that? I hope so. I'm almost thinking maybe. <gasps> it won't be an Indiana accent. It'll just be an accent. Yeah. <laughs> Lebanon police arrested a man on Lebanon. Dr- yes, yes, Lebanon. What in the Indiana. Middle East? Indiana. Oh, okay. Unless it's Lebanon, India. No, the, Lebanon's a country in the Middle East, which is a long way from India. <laughs> well, then there you go. I read it right, and you're wrong. I take that on board. Wow. How about having minus 10 points? How'd you like that? <gasps> oh, who cares? Who cares? Lebanon police arrested a man on drug charges after he confessed to police that he killed a shadow person. Oh. With a shotgun. Is that like the shadow person you see outlined on the floor when the police put a chalk outline around them? No, Is that what's going to happen? Dead. He was just there and he pulled out a shotgun. I wonder if it had rock salt in it, like he was hunting them. Oh. I've put on so much weight after Christmas that if I was to die in a murder scene, they'd have to go back for a second box of chalk. I'm just saying. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. I need to get to the gym and fast. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Are you looking a little bit like, a, what is it, the Alfred Hitchcock silhouette? Wow. <laughs> what with the lip hanging out? Did it a little did it? No don't You're saying I look like Alfred Hitchcock, is that what you're saying? I appreciate that, thank you. You're You're good to me. Yeah. You should hear what you say about me. You look like Norman Bates' mother. You're wearing my face. It was her clothes more than anything, but yes, you're oh. getting your horror films muddled up a little oh, bit. Oh, maybe. Mother wouldn't hurt a fly. Man's best friend is his mother. Oh, God. Police <laughs> stopped a truck driven by Brian Lee Williams, 52, of Liston, Lipton, whatevs, on <laughs> wow. North Lebanon Street Friday afternoon after two witnesses called 911 to say he was driving all over the road, nearly hit all the drivers on the street. Yeah, and just Mr. Robot that was standing there. Huh. Court, yeah. re- court records say Williams insisted that a police dog did not sniff drugs in his truck and that he was illegally stopped and was going to buy a semi-automatic rifle when he got out of jail to shoot the next person who pulled him over. By golly, by gee. Somewhere oh, in here charmer. there's a ghost story looking to get out. He shot a shadow person. He killed a shadow person. How do you kill somebody that's already dead out of interest? Or that has no substance. This is also true. I know, right? A shadow person could... They must have some substance, because if they're slamming doors and throwing cups at you and turning the light switch on and off, there must be some mass involved. But then if there's photons, photons don't have mass, do they? There are more questions than answers. Yes. Well, a shadow person is actually an absence of light, isn't it? You would think that to be true. Color reflects the light, doesn't it? And some colors reflect light quicker than others, which is why red is the fastest. And it's used in emergency signs and my animals are coloured red. And it does travel at different speeds. But if there's no... If I turned all the lights out in this studio, everything's black. Because there's no light to reflect the colour. So black would be an absence of light. Perhaps from the dimension he's from, light can't travel. If you required or is, or is to go through a black hole or some sort of dark matter to appear here, perhaps you appear as a shadow figure because light can't follow you and light can't come with you. Is, is it really dark or is it all colour? Now I'm confused. I'm confused. Don't let the fact that I've got a degree in colour theory deter you in your opinion. I was wondering if a shadow figure just didn't have any energy left to fully manifest itself. So it's a ghost that's run out of energy. Do you see what I mean? It can't manifest... It's like a dead Duracell battery yeah, running Yeah, you're around. running out. We know that ghosts can die. We know that energy can dissipate. You can ground or earth a ghost, can't you? If the ghosts are energy and they're information 
and that information is traveling as energy you can ground that you can earth that and you can also juice it up em pumps work by juicing up an area to use as a catalyst for paranormal activity yeah it's like a ghost bottle they are everything you need yeah so he shot dead a shadow person. a shadow person yeah police say williams said that he had shot a shadow person with a 12 gauge shotgun but not did not go into any additional details about the event, like the shadow person exploding into lots of little black dots everywhere. Mm. This country does have a habit of shooting dark people, doesn't it? Do you see what I'm saying? Now, this is... Actually, I found this kind of interesting. It might be something worth looking into. Mental health experts say meth users report seeing shadow figures after long periods of sleep deprivation. Oh. Now, I wonder, is if is that a way for people to see shadow people? I mean, is there something takes away a barrier gives you access to your unconscious yeah well you can get into a transient state they do think that between sleep and consciousness is the best time to have paranormal activity Mm -hmm. so if you're in a semi-comatose state that would allow you the best opportunity it's a a, is it the alpha alpha state alpha waves benjamin franklin used to hold a metal ball in his hand and when he would fall asleep the hand would drop and the ball would hit the floor and he would wake up and he would go again he tried to get himself into this state of awareness, mm. this state of consciousness in between sleep and being awake. So it's no surprise to me that people that take hard drugs wouldn't find themselves right. seeing a little bit more than the average person. You're loosening up quite a lot of blockages there as well, aren't you? Yeah. So that is Fear my... would be removed. That that's would be my... Meth then! Let's do meth <laughs> on next week's show and we'll see what arrives, shall we? It'll be a long show. It will be a very or interesting a show. show. Yes, fashion. until the police start banging on the door. <laughs> Good time. So that's my story of the Indiana meth shadow person killer. And Excellent. did you ever think in the history of radio and MQTA you'd ever read that sentence out on air? No. I will give you two points, Miss Morris, for being fun and informative and a little bit spooky on up to a glorious Heinz 52. <laughs> Jamie Oliver. Do you know Jamie Oliver, the yes. famous British chef? He's a cooker. He is a cooker. <laughs> Jamie Oliver has splashed out on a $10 million 16th century mansion. Despite its haunted rocking horse, Jamie Oliver, his wife Jules, and their five children are set to move in to the $10 million mansion next month. But Jamie, 43, is said to be spooked by the strange goings on in the nursery. A source said, It's an amazing place, and the whole family fell in love with it from the first viewing. I'm sure you'd fall in love with most properties that are $10 million, yeah. wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't go to a $10 million property and think, Well, there's some dry rot there a little bit of mold <laughs> bit of a dump yeah i don't know the way the kitchen still looks like it's the like 1960s are here episode from hoarders now oh. you don't think that's going to happen do you in a 16th century 10 million dollar mansion the only thing jamie wasn't so sold on was the top floor nursery which is said to be haunted and has put off several prospective buyers so what could possibly go wrong perhaps it's the ghost of mary poppins killed off by hollywood in an unnecessary remake Oh my. Is that a little dark? There is a rocking horse, which legend has it starts rocking and creaking during the night. There was a rocking chair in the old jailhouse in Taylor's Falls on the border between Minnesota and Wisconsin that I investigated. And the rocking chair would move. And I had some trigger objects on it and they were all moving motion detectors. Mm. Do you remember in Pipestone as well? Southwest Minnesota, the Pipestone County Museum. There was a rocking chair there that was moving around and one of our trigger objects which was a fishing bobber bounced across the room do you remember such wonders i remember that and i also remember at that same museum we saw a um, wagon 
a wood wagon. There was a pioneer box wagon from back in the day, wasn't it? And there? I took pictures of it, and the only thing blurred, the only thing, were the wheels. <gasps> and it acted as if it was the wheels were turning. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we had some strange carrying-ons yeah. in those buildings. Good times. The 70-acre Essex estate. Essex was the county I'm born in, by the way. Also boasts a six-bed farmhouse, three-bed lodge, converted stables, and a cart shed. So I nearly carts. said a sharted. Oh, sharted. Oh I didn't shut. What are you saying? A cart shed. Cart yeah. shed. The source added, Jamie plans on converting a couple of the outhouse rooms an outhouse in Britain, by the way, are barns. Yeah. They're not like toilets. <laughs> into a mega kitchen from which he can film shows and hold master classes. The manor house dates back to 1570 and is owned by the same aristocratic family since the 1700s. It was once involved in a 150-year-old sunken treasure mystery. Raiders stole the family silver, but their getaway car got stuck in mud. Those were the days when you had a getaway car. Can you imagine <laughs> being a, a getaway cart driver? The fleeing burglars threw their loo in the lake and it was only found a century and a half later. The move comes after Jamie was forced to plough $20 million of his own money into a struggling Italian restaurant chain. He's not doing very well at the moment. Really? Some of his businesses are starting to uh, hemorrhage a lot of money. Haunted rocking horse or bunk, of course. You decide. Go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers, with Adrian Lee, and you'll see that story for yourself in glorious Technicolor. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? The body of a teenager has been stolen from her grave by tomb raiders who intend to make her a corpse bride in a ghost marriage, her family believe. Dead girls can't say no. I know. Why do they keep doing this? I wish they would stop. Chinese ghost unions, known as mingun or spirit marriages, involve one or both deceased parties being wed in a ceremony in a dated custom thought to bring peace to the dead in the afterlife. The practice traditionally takes place when the marriage ceremony was not completed due to the sudden death of either the bride or the groom. However, families also purchase or steal corpses of unmarried individuals if their children die single. They want them to have a partner in the afterlife, someone Mm -hmm. to nag them. Yeah. Someone to complain that they're not putting the trash out. Right. Well, you don't get a say in it, do you? Yeah. So how is it legal then? And they can't consummate their marriage. Well, you say that. If they're doing it on the top of Mount Everest, anything's possible. Not if they're both dead. I'm going to rattle your bones, madam. True. The village family from Hibai province in North China believe the corpse of their female relative, who died at the age of 18, has been stolen for one of these macabre ceremonies. The girl had been buried in what the relatives call a modest funeral service almost two decades ago. They said her coffin contained nothing of value. At the site, the woman's overturned grave, a pair of gloves suspected of belonging to one of the tomb raiders, was also found and has been collected by police as evidence. Hold on a second. Mm -hmm. Did you just say she was buried two decades ago? Yes. And they dug her up? They dug her up and (sighs) stole her. Now, couple questions. Only two. Why wait so long? And two, what if she is already betrothed or married to someone else in an after death? I think you're overthinking it. Mm-hmm. I Am think I? Uh, they may have discovered that she was 19, didn't realize and thought, ah, oh, there's a good opportunity right yeah. now. Yeah. 
that's about the same age as my son. That's the sort of thing that I think is going through their mind. Really? I would say that's what's happened. But I'm no expert on North China corpse digging up. You're disgusting. Yeah, because that's not even really a corpse anymore. It's a skeleton. Oh, you're going to be supplying that person in a bucket, aren't you? Oh, definitely. With jelly. Yeah. Yeah, I think the jelly's long since gone. Tomb jelly. strainer. Yeah. He's got a strange... (laughs) Yes, the bride appears. Get the bucket. In a colander. That's a terrible thing, Miss Morris. You've got a very dark imagination. I love it. I love it. Wow. The families revealed strangers had once visited their home offering to purchase her corpse to become a bride for the ghost wedding. See, they were aware of it and they were willing to buy it. And when they got turned down, they just dug it up anyway. That's what's taken place. They say they refused the chilling offer. Local authorities are now investigating the case. China officially outlawed the trading of corpses in August of 2006. So, yeah. I think in these small... China's a huge country. Oh. There's like 1.3 billion people. A third of the world's population is Chinese. They've, it's lawless. In these small towns spread out in such a wide area, I would guess it's lawless. I will give you two creepy oh, corpse bride points and you're up to a rather resplendent. 57. As we enter the next round, it is UFOs and cryptozoology. It's green men and hairy beasties. What have you got for me, Miss Morris? Something I actually found very interesting, and there's probably nothing funny about it. But astronomers have picked up a very unusual repeating signal from a distant galaxy, and nobody knows what it is. Cool. And... Known as a fast radio burst, the signal is a powerful burst of radio waves that, despite lasting mere milliseconds, generates as much energy as the sun does in an entire day. Wow. While several of these bursts have picked up over the last few years, this one, which is coming from a source 1.5 billion light years away it took a long time to get here then i'm guessing yes is particularly unusual because it appears to be repeating over and over again well isn't this what a pulsar is pulsing i know i think they may have heard something similar before this isn't the first time this has happened i think it's the second time and that makes a unique event suddenly become common it's like the idea that if they find microbes on mars our nearest planet then there must be life everywhere well it has happened several times but this is the first time to their knowledge that it's actually been repeating quicker okay so it has a a sense of not intelligence necessarily but there's there's no randomness involved maybe it's morse code there you go probably it's morse code delayed version of morse Mm. code (laughs) and it's saying i'll have the pepperoni with extra pineapple well it is only the second time a repeating fast radio burst oh well maybe you were right oh me <laughs> wow can we just stop the show right there and just dwell on that for a moment let's just have a Not moment really. of reflection a moment a pause to be for thought just just say that again <laughs> just have that sentence again we'll clip that and we'll repeat there we'll no just, i won't you're not going to say that again <laughs> disappointment no. abounds ladies and gentlemen well it's the second time this fast radio burst has ever been detected by scientists and as things stand its exact nature and origins remain a complete mystery it has even been suggested that these repeating signals could be evidence of intelligent aliens. There's a guy who's operating the radio telescope at one o'clock in the morning who's texting his girlfriend's pictures of his willy and it's <gasps> coming up on the telescope. Mm. And, or it's a, somebody, an alien, that's broken a radio. Just think, every text message you've ever sent, 
is being picked up by an alien in three million years' time when it gets to them in a distant constellation. You've nothing to hide. I do. Yeah, I think uh, (laughs) Michelle needs to be worried. (laughs) Knowing that there is another suggests that there could be more out there. And with more repeaters and more sources available for study, we may be able to understand these cosmic puzzles, where they're from, and what causes them. Mm. You're going to get two alien points, Miss Morris, as we sprint into the round. It is the strange and the bizarre. As quickly as we can, we're going to read out the stories from around the world. They don't fit easily into any other category, but are too good not to read out on air. Conspiracy theorists who do not believe the King of Rock and Roll died on August the 16th, 1977, claim he has been caught on camera at his 84th birthday party. They believe footage shows him walking among dozens of Elvis fans from across the world who flocked to the famous Graceland's compound in Memphis, Tennessee on January the 8th, 2019 to mark the occasion. In a live stream from the bash, eagle-eyed fans claim to have identified the singer among the crowd. Mm. Despite his death, aged 42 from heart failure, wearing a green cap and a shift, a bearded man stood near three security guards and is believed to be the hound dog singer, according to conspiracy theorists. A Facebook page called Elvis Presley is Alive made the claims about the man who appears in the background of the live stream during a speech. Comments by Memphis Councilwoman Patrice Robinson, who said Elvis is still alive during the commemorative event, fueled the dubious claims. Making a speech in Graceland, she said Elvis is part of this community and he's still alive. I said he's alive. I think that was a metaphor, like Jesus is alive in all of us. I don't think she actually meant he was working, you know, in the local call centre. Oh, I don't know. At the ice cream shop. That's it. Her Pizza remarks parlor. appear to infer Elvis was alive in spirit, but proponents of the wacky theory took them literally. Now Elvis fanatics have been all shook up by the dubious <laughs> lookalike, with many believing he never left the building at all. The page that made the claims wrote, at about 32 minutes in the live stream, the security guard opens the ropes and lets a man in from Graceland's. Then go to 3208 and you will see Elvis with the three security guards in the back on the right-hand side. Go to 43, 43, and you will hear Councilwoman Patrice Robinson say that Elvis is still part of the community and is alive. A post-mortem examination concluded that Elvis, one of the most significant cultural icons of the 20th century, died of heart failure. Yet theorists suggest that the Love Me Tender star faked his own death, and they've been sweeping the internet for decades. Elvis the King, or I don't believe... A thing. Go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian, and you will see the picture of 84-year-old Elvis Presley walking around in the background of his own birthday party. Mm-hmm. I had a book that I contributed to, released last month. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in Elvis Presley, the author, Gary Lindbergh, asked me to look at all the letters he had by Elvis Presley, that Elvis Presley had written to a psychic, and I dedicated a couple of chapters in that book to all the ghosts, the psychic phenomena, the witchcraft that Elvis Presley was involved in so if you're interested in elvis and a little bit of the paranormal and two of the chapters i contributed go and have a look for letters from elvis with gary Lindbergh. i shall give myself two points i'm now up to a rather resplendent hotel 54 miss morris what have you got for me tonight in the round of the strange and the bizarre well i have a prowler who has spent three hours Licking a doorbell oh, God. at a stranger's house. You I can don't ring even my like that bell. Day. So when I sang, when my mother was snoring, ring my bell yeah. at the beginning of this show nearly yeah. an hour ago. Yeah. Three hours. That's Lick a... my bell. Lick my bell. 
Ding-a-ling-a-ling. Oh, yeah. that bothers me. I know, right? Can you imagine how many fingers have been on that? Uh, the, you know, the, the FedEx know. man scratching himself in the back of the van there and he comes yep. out rings the doorbell. Yep. Police Earwax. are trying to track Lovely. down a man who spent three hours licking a doorbell at a California home. I thought I'd seen it all. <laughs> I've heard it all. <laughs> but this, this done takes a cake. Mary, Jesus, and Joseph. I know. Surveillance cameras caught the man police identified as Roberto Daniel Arroyo in the act. <gasps> in the act of probing the bell. What is he doing wrong, by the way? Is he just trespassing? He's cleaning it with his tongue. I know, I understand that. also doing something like else. What like law this. is he breaking? Three hours! So you don't have hours. to lick the microphone. <laughs> Three hours of licking. Yeah. You'll be lucky. You'd think your tongue would be sore after your a while. Your jaw? It's probably strong from all the other ones i think mm. after maybe an hour you're just resting your tongue against it just see what i mean it's not you're actually exhausted yeah it's just pressing against it just just touch your tongue on it and you buzz, don't move. maybe buzz. he was doing tongue exercises to make sure he could probe it wow do you know what i mean like punch 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 <laughs> with the little tongue he's and tongue punching he's... a doorbell is that <laughs> yeah. what you're telling me i think his hands are busy you still haven't um, answered what he's doing wrong what did he what can you be arrested for trespassing is that a civil offence or a talk He's in this country? He's on somebody's lawn. Yeah, so unless you damage something, I don't think you can be arrested. Well, he was. <laughs> the okay. The homeowner Attorney said, Morris. <laughs> said that they were not home at the time, thank God, but their children were inside the house sleeping. Ew. Well, he must have done. He must have been very delicate and very subtle that he licked that for three hours, but didn't actually ring the bell. He has a soft tongue. Apparently, a velvet tongue. He must have just known. <laughs> oh God! Keep going. Make it up. Stop. Why am I here? Well, we were pleasantly surprised. The image was so clear from the surveillance camera that they had installed by their little bell. Uh huh. It didn't take us long to identify the individual. He was the town mayor. You kind of laugh about it afterwards, like, ha ha, that was so funny, you punching my doorbell with your tongue. Mm-mm. Wow. But, because technically he didn't harm anybody. No. He didn't break anything. Nope. So, he's only going to face misdemeanor charges. I told you that. Uh, I didn't petty think there theft was... and prowling. And tongue theft. punching. What did he steal? He stole the bell's innocence. Yeah, yes. the bell's <laughs> dignity. Wow. The bell refused to comment, apparently. Unbelievable. Miss Morris, I shall give you two dingling points. You're now <laughs> up to a rather resplendent and remarkable 56 points. We now enter the round that we call Not For Your Mother. So thank you for joining us. That means you're tech savvy and you've sought us out. On one of our platforms, we appreciate that. Thank you for tuning in. This is the round we call Not For Your Mother. It's the stories from around the world that we cannot read out on air for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine. But now you've found us on one of our platforms, we can do whatever we want. Yeah. So you have been warned. A newsreader caught the attention of people online after wearing an interesting green jacket. And it wasn't Elvis Presley. Mm. Anchor Samantha Heathwood Wore the jacket on Australia's Channel 9 this week, and many viewers say it resembles a penis. The innocently shaped jacket has a collar that is rounded at the shoulders and is extended further down the chest, finished with a zip. The placement of Heathwood's white top underneath the jacket only made the outfit of choice 
look even ruder. <gasps> Eagle-eyed viewers were quick to notice, and the photo has been shared online as viewers joked it was a bad move for the channel to make her wear it. On social media, one person said, I know I'm immature, but this cracks me up. Another added, literally, cannot unsee it now. However, some came to Heathwood's defence and said, you people are so catty. So what? It looks good on her. This isn't the first time this particular jacket has gone viral after being worn live on TV on Channel 10 News. In 2016, so this jacket's getting about, apparently. It is. A tennis jacket? Mm. I'm wearing one now. I can I tell. See that, it Heather. suits you. Mm, it loves it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Can you get a bigger one? It's a black one. I think it looks better in black. <laughs> Penis jacket or you just can't whack it. You decide, go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers, and you will see Samantha Heathwood of Australia's Channel 9 News wearing a green jacket that looks just like a penis. A weenus. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? A sex toy designed for women has been banned from the technology show CES. Why? No technology for women. No. Why? Mm. I didn't realise you needed technology. I just thought some sort of inanimate object roughly in the shape of a rolling pin would do it. What technology is required? Rolling pin. What's wrong with you? At That's for getting it... a tattoo on your penis. That's right. If you listen to last <laughs> week's story, a man got a tattoo on his willy with the aid of a rolling pin. I'm still not quite sure how that happens. I think they must have stretched it out with it or something. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Like one of those ringing machines like That's my it. grandma used to a have. Mangle. Oh, a ringer. Yeah. That's a yeah. mangle. Yes, you don't want to let your things dangle in front of a mangle. Things could end up bad. Long and thin will get you in. Short and fat is where it's at, Michelle. Laura DiCarlo said it had been invited to display its robotic OSE vibrator at CES after winning an innovation award. CES organizer, the Consumer Technology Association, which granted the award, said it had included the device by mistake and could withdraw any immoral or obscene entry at any time. So they're withdrawing the sex object. Is yes. that what you're telling me? Mm-hmm. Nice. That's not funny. No, I never I got said it was it. funny. I said it was nice. <laughs> Laura DiCarlo, chief executive, said you're going to have to claw it out of my dead prized hands. Yes said the CS and CTA had a history of gender bias. In a statement to The Next Web, the CTA said, the product does not fit uh, uh, into any of our existing product categories and should not have been accepted. They say that, but the stool next to it had a monkey spanker. Oh. And apparently it's 240 volts in Britain and they didn't realize that and it took him two hours to get the smile off his face. Those extra 20 volts made all the difference. See how that can happen. Yeah. You've got Upgrades. To be That's right. Yeah. We have apologized to the company for our mistake. But in a statement on the Laura DiCarlo website, Ms. Haddock cites several examples of other female oriented products, including the award category the vibrator was in two robotic vacuum cleaners, one robotic skateboard, four children's toys, one shopping companion robot. Looks like all of those women's interests are covered, right? She said. OSE clearly fits the robotics and drone category. And CTA's own expert judges agree. The product had been designed in partnership with a robotics laboratory at Oregon State University and had eight patents pending for robotics, biomimicry, 
and engineering feats. What? If we could only kill spiders as well, there'd be no need for men anymore, would there? Robotic Willy. Or oh, don't be so silly. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. It's a bizarre scene. A giant blonde woman inviting a man to jump inside her mouth before she swallows him whole. Gross. The Weird. video, which has clocked up almost 50,000 views, is one of the hundreds of vor films on YouTube. Catering to people with an unusual sexual fetish that sees them fantasize about being eaten. Oh. Although it's impossible to know exactly how many vorophiles there are out there, Not many as unsurprisingly, so. most are secretive about their desires. Yeah. The fetish appears to be more common than you'd imagine. I bet it's big in Germany and Belgium. They're strange countries. Yeah. Oh, there are hundreds of animated videos on YouTube showing people being chewed or swallowed, with some getting up to 300,000 views. This reminds me of that horrific painting by Goya, the Spanish artist of Satan devouring his son. It's one of the most darkest, horriblest paintings I think I've ever seen. I'd probably like it. I'm sure you do. It's thought that many vorophiles are submissive and enjoy the idea that they're being degraded. Many say that their fantasies were sparked in childhood when listening to fairy tales about monsters eating people whole or watching Star Wars. <laughs> I made that up. Well, you have the Sarlacc pit, don't you? And there's yeah. monsters. Do you remember in Return of the Jedi when Luke That's Skywalker... That's a butthole-eating people. Well, mm. a lot of people don't claim that to be a butthole, but something else. A okay, vagina? we'll leave that there. I say butthole. You say whatever you want. Most psychologists would say that's the front rather than the back. In one of the most popular videos, a woman in lingerie rubs her stomach while she describes how she needs to eat men to feed her giant body and pinpoints <laughs> where her intestines are. Get in her brain. My belly. <laughs> hey, yeah. Get in my belly. <laughs> I want my baby back, baby, baby back. <laughs> oh, no, I'm getting all emotional, you know. Feels squishy. You'll be sliding around in my small intestines, going around and around. It's such a long way to travel to the exit, she says. I hope she didn't point to the exit. The comments section is full of men begging to be eaten by her, with one saying, Can you put me in a sandwich and swallow me? That'd be more like a corn dog, though, wouldn't it, I guess? Or a foot long. Anyone for a foot long? another wrote please eat me it's my dream psychologists <laughs> oh hang on let me change that another one wrote please eat me it's my dream <laughs> yeah that is good wow. <laughs> psychologists have looked at the comparisons between hunger and sexual desire in literature and porn and say that they may play a part in the popularity of the fetish for example in language people are often referred to as looking good enough to eat and sexually appealing people can be described as sweet or tasty. A tasty treat or that was my feet. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee, Miss Morris. You have the last story tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother. This isn't my story. Adrian gave it to me. I thought it would be better coming from your mouth. I thought I'd like to sit here without the distraction of reading the story out and watching what Shades of Green Michelle's oh, face goes. Oh, God, one sec. Prepare yourself, uh, Michelle. Get the bucket. She's well, got a trigger gag reflex. Here right. we go. How far into the story are we betting the first gag will come? The gaggle? The first gaggle will come, what are we saying, like three or four seconds in, or what are we going with here? Uh, if it's more tampon tea, I'm out. A WWE 
<gasps> May Young Classic competitor who pulled out her tampon <gasps> and shoved it down an opponent's throat. No! Has hit no! back he at critics. Damn you! Who <laughs> <laughs> labeled her disgusting. You could flush your teeth at the same time, couldn't you? Just saying. Oh. She's not even gagging. Look, she's gone. Wait. Look, I she's like got mine medium rare. Head in her rare. hands and she's got a shade of olive. Medium rare. Medium rare. That's disgusting. Oh. A WWE Yummy. wrestler has pulled out a tampon <laughs> and wedged it yeah. into the mouth and throat of another wrestler. So she got oh, dinner oh and my. floss. Did you have a pizza for your dinner? It's disgusting. Pepperoni. Priscilla Ke- Kelly said people were only shocked. Only shocked. By the stunt from December's Suburban Fight because it involved a vagina. Well, in Any stunt in wrestling that involves a vagina has got a problem. A penis is funny and awesome in wrestling, but a vagina not so much. I don't think it's the vagina that's the problem here. No, no, it's not. I think it's... To be fair, I've never seen a male wrestling match where a man has whipped his willy out and pushed it down another opponent's throat. I just thought I'd share, and unless that's wrestling I've not previously been aware of. That is very true. That's wrestling they do in the Navy. Kelly, who lost to Diona Perrazzo. She lost, did she? In the first round of the Mae Young Classic last year, tweeted, Hey guys, you know, it's all fake. 21 plus show with a bar. Can't take life so serious all the time. She added, a penis is funny and awesome. A vagina is disgusting and trashy. Hashtag equality. Priscilla Kelly's controversial move quickly went viral. What are we going to call that Thousands move? were left repulsed. The with ways when wet move. Is that a signature move, is it? The choker. Mm. The choker. Oh. The bloody choker. The bloody Mary. <laughs> there. Oh, the clot stopper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She always takes it too far. The line's in the sand. Morris treads over it. The gobstopper. The gobstopper. Jump over the line. The throat clogger. Uh. Wow. Oh, that's, that's such a good just thing. Wrong. I know. WWE Hall of Famer Jim Ross was the one of those leading the charge, labeling the stunt embarrassing. While former WWE superstar Gail Kim wrote on Twitter, I'm seeing this post of a woman's match that got disgusting, and I'm not going to repost it because it's seriously a disgrace. I think what goes on in the ring, you know, should, should stay, stay in, in the, the ring. ring. That's right. Yeah. Why? Whoever thought that this was a spot that was going to get a pop and was worth it? No. How about telling a story in the ring with your wrestling instead? I'm no expert in this field, but, you know, she doesn't have to pull things to one side to make that happen. I mean, she's being filmed and she's in front of a lot of people. To remove that, things have to happen, don't they? Not really. Not if she had a long cord. Oh, it's just like a rip call. Oh she, like she was trying to start a lawnmower. Was she trying to start like a, a chainsaw? No, like one of those pull string dolls. <laughs> a pull terrible. string doll. Michelle stood on her hands and knees. Look at her. It'd be like a sticky she's, octopus. You could slap it across Look someone's how face. she's gone. I am clammy. Oh, she is a bit yellow. 
Yeah, I'd say that was green more than anything, but yeah, okay. Well, Kelly shot to fame initially after appearing on reality TV show My Big Fat American Gypsy Wedding. Lovely. That shows you the caliber. She used to go under the nickname of Gypsy Princess or Gypsy Queen. She has since changed her persona to a more sexual and gothic tone and is known as Hell's Favorite Harlot. Tammy Paul. As well as regularly licking and biting her opponent. Classy. The grappler, who is married to fellow wrestler Darby Allen, has also been likened to WWE star Paige. Despite her many critics, Kelly did receive some support from other performers and fans. While wrestling fan at Jake Radio tweeted, Ah... I'm pissing at how upset this is making folk. Joey Ryan flips guys with his dick. I have never seen that. Personally, I would buy the film. I would. I'm interested. You can do the helicopter, apparently. Oh. Rikishi used to rub his unwashed fat ass in people's faces. Wow, what a night that was. Do you remember that day? Yes. That's happening Th- after the what? show. To be fair, he bought you a steak dinner afterwards. Hot Rubbed l- his unwashed arse in people's faces. This is a yeah. sport, apparently. This it's is sport, sweaty, is it? Sweaty, sweaty, stank uh, ass. Go, With this yeah. is the dawning of the age of your hairy ass. had dingleberries. Then you got dingleberries uh-huh. in your face, didn't Little you? Little dingleberries. No, you didn't. Little dingleberry no. pudding. no. Little dingleberry stank. That's terrible. Is there any yeah, more of this detritus? There is, but it's. I really can't. I. Why did you have me read that? Because I wanted to see Michelle's face, garbage. and I wanted to see her be sick in the corner. And and I, I'm winning. I'm going to give her a sticky octopus with my. Oh, don't stop her. <laughs> That's your signature move, is it? The sticky octopus. <laughs> right. Tickets will be sold for that performance. Gross. Wow. Jesus. Period pain or a wrestling stain? You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter with the dead batteries myself. (gasps) Under any other circumstances, 54 would be a winning score. But tonight I find myself bringing up the rear. I win a masterclass with Jamie Oliver, a rocking horse and a plate of cold lasagna. In third place tonight is Heather Morris who scored 56. She gets an invite to a North China marriage and the first dance involves a puppet show. (laughs) In second place is Michelle. She scored 57. She gets a doorbell and three hours of quiet time. Oh, gross. Have fun and enjoy yourself and I'll wake you up when the three hours is over. But tonight... A resplendent first place winner winning the $33,000 IR camera is Chad. He gets a night in an abandoned hospital in Canada with a hobo. Mm, Good times. I will print the tickets and you'll be there by the end of the evening. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I'd love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. And you can also join my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. Remember, you can now jump over to SoundCloud. If you go to SoundCloud.com, search for MQTA Radio. And we're going to stay in the studio and do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of filth in a round called Not For Your Mother that we cannot read out on air. 
You have been listening to More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. With your host, Adrian Lee, we are the very best in paranormal news radio entertainment, the light before the darkness. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Chaton Drainer, Chad Peters, Michelle Corey, and all at the International Paranormal Society and Paranormal.net, and all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening, and remember, be interested and interesting.